Welcome to the Story Mode Podcast, the number one gaming podcast on Spotify. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, joined tonight by Mr. Karen Morrison and Simon Evans. How are we doing, lads? I have chaos in my heart yet again, Jesse, but this time alcohol in my hand instead of caffeine. It's called cholesterol, okay? <laughs> Fuck, okay. You're gonna enunciate your words. Just because I can't spell doesn't mean you should bully me for it. Fun. So far, I'm also thankful that I also have alcohol in my hands based on how this this uh, call's gone so far. Just to, you know, ease me through this, I think. <laughs> I don't have any alcohol in my system right now. Boys, what? my body is a temple. It's 9pm. I've got my sugar-free <laughs> Red Bull. That's worse in many ways. Uh, You'd be better off uh, drinking alcohol. Yeah. Peaking. At least, uh. at least make it a vodka Red Bull. Jesus, Jesse, have some class. What an yes, animal. you are. The Monday you are night. a fucking animal. You get me sleep. We got school tomorrow. <laughs> How are we doing? How's things? Oh yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, just anxious, waiting for Tears of the Kingdom, and trying to avoid Twitter as much as humanly possible, and. It's my yeah. only social media, aside from Reddit, but Reddit doesn't count as a social media. Um, it's more of a oh, landscape. Look, Reddit is a dumpster <laughs> fire. Twitter is a train crash. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's so fair. anyway, um, it's been real hard, especially the past couple of days, to avoid being on Twitter because normally, normally I'll open it up while I'm at work and just doom scroll for a bit, trying so hard to avoid that. So hard. Well, I mean. It, I guess it depends on who you follow. Whenever a movie or a game comes out and spoilers inevitably leak, and they're, uh, they're all over Twitter, I'm lucky. Just the the circle that I have, I don't really get people like that who are going to spoil stuff. I am concerned though with how how wankers can now buy the blue tick and stuff like that. They could spoil it and spread it mm. easier, and they're probably the type of people who would do that. So it's a bit iffy. Hey, Jack. Jack Dorsey, is that the guy he's throwing Twitter? Yeah. Get us, get us those Blue Sky invites, buddy. Yeah, like, if you're listening, I, we know you are. Num- number one gaming um, podcast on Spotify, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, send us his invites. Number, get on board. number one I in my heart. Register for, number one in our hearts, number 183 <laughs> in the charts. <laughs> Again, look, every now and then I, I, I check in and I see how we're charting because I'm egotistical and fragile, a very potent combination. <laughs> and sometimes we just do really well in, like, random countries. I know we were, like, 10th in like, video games in Ukraine for a bit. Shout out to so. Ukraine. Good stuff. Um, like, Paraguay, we did really well for a while. Uh, Scotland, we did pretty well for a bit. So <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then we lost the Scotsman. You, you know why? You know why we had the Scots for a while? Because of how much I bag up the English. <laughs> As an English person, that is entirely justified and deserved. So, I... Shut up. Shut up, Simon. <laughs> there we go. There it is. All right. You hear that, boys? You hear that? You hear that? I'm listening. Now, if I could if I could be bothered, I would have edited it in a quacking sound, but odds are I haven't. It's the question duck. Marvelous. Is back. Okay. The random question generator. The little duck. I'm going to click for a question. We're going to get to know each other a little bit more intimately. Nah, that's a shit <laughs> one. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, that's a shit the one. The duck's letting us down. D- the oh. duck. The duck is not delivering. What? What's the favorite piece of clothing you own? We've already, we already we've, did this, and we guilted Simon to change it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a good one. Here's this wholesome. What's something you learned in the last week? And I'm going to use my my answer 
to go into the first topic, I'm changing the order of things. Okay, that's fair. Um, hey, chaos yeah. is raining. <laughs> also, you two, don't, don't think too hard. There's no wrong answers here. I don't know. I guess car parts are expensive as fuck. What have you done? Uh, I had to take it in for a service. Um, it cost me $1,600 because uh, two bits of my engine mount were caving. And so they needed to be replaced relatively urgently. One of them cost $500. The other one cost $450. So do it yourself. Buddy, there you go. I know nothing about cars. Like, <laughs> well, that could have been the thing you learned this week, but instead you started to complain about money yeah. <laughs> and, and, and car parts. Could have learned how to fix a car. I could have. Didn't. Still going to complain. All right. For him, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. Karen, how about you? What did you learn? Oh, geez. Um, I don't think I've really learned anything fun this past week. I know I did learn the value of a sturdy laptop hinge, <laughs> which my laptop does not currently oh. have. What have you done? Why do you keep breaking things? Keep bro- what, have I, what else have I broken, Jesse? Name my one heart. other thing. Oh, damn it. Someone's going <laughs> to say it. You've got the clue. And subsequently yeah. mine as well. Oh, you hurt, you both of us, you hurt my boy. <laughs> hey, guess what? That's what I've learned this week. <laughs> Actually, I do have a fun fact, which I just remembered. Fun a fact? Fun fact. Fun fact? What, what, what is this? The duck didn't ask topic. for a fun fact. Well, it's something I learned, like, the an duck hour ago. for truth and knowledge. Okay, so it was... um. Elephants prefer to bend this their bend trunks either to the left or to the right, making them slightly left or right-handed. They have a elephants can be lefties or right righties. Simon, within 181 episodes, this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking what? heard. You should be embarrassed are yourself. You, uh, what are you talking elephants? about? What Sorry. are you talking about? It's a trunk. It's, oh, it's left-handed because the trunk went left. Shut <laughs> up! Someone are you telling me that's not a cool fact? Because you're lying to yourself if you think. Well, that. you didn't say cool. You said it's fun. I, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. fun. You say cool I like, fact. I like the I thought. I would also argue it's not very cool. I like cool. the thought of. <laughs> yeah, elephants are inherently cool, which makes them fun. If you told me <laughs> that an elephant would use its trunk to like put hat backwards. I'm like, that's a cool fact. That's a, a cool elephant. Okay. He's you got a cool jacket on too. Like, What's your point? What do you mean, left? The trunk is in a hand? Correct. But with the way that they use it, they have a preference for bending it to the left or bending it to the right. They, they have a preference. They have a dominant way of using their trunk. How did you find this? Yeah, like, Reddit. <laughs> I want you to get off that website. No, I love Reddit. Please. It's corrupting you. <laughs> Nuke Reddit. Do, ele- do elephants have? <laughs> God. I didn't Google it. I was just scrolling through and saw a video of it. That's like saying, if I move my hand, my arm, left or right, it changes. No, you need to have two limbs to pick Are, are you familiar with the concept of directions, right? There are two directions, left and right, that you can... Right. Oh my god, he's gonna try and question me. He caught a trunk of fucking hand and he thinks if you use it one or two directions, you oh are oh, you I'm gonna slap you with both <laughs> hands because I'm ambidextrous, okay? Are you actually? Um look, I can wank with both. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. Jesse, all I'll say is be careful because don't, don't you don't need to give it to me, I'll give it to myself. <laughs> Elephants never forget. Yeah, okay, true. so just be careful. Oh, whenever somebody says that, all I think of that is um the superhero episode of Futurama. An elephant who never forgets. To kill. God, I love that episode. <laughs> Anna, Anna seldom used crab named Citizen Snips. Citizen Snips. <laughs> I love that episode so much. Now, what I learned this week and rolling into our first topic is Ari Aster's career is done. Oh, I'm no. coming out and saying it. On Saturday, I, when me, me and my partner Sophie, 
we went and saw Bo is Afraid, the new uh, film from Ari Aster of, of Midsummer, and um, I've just blanked on the other Her- film, Hereditary, Hereditary, Hereditary yeah. fame. An A24 film, sort of a, a, a dark comedy. He called it a nightmare comedy um, starring Joaquin Phoenix. And I've spoken about some bad films on the show before. We spoke about old a few weeks ago or a few months ago. I, I don't know. Time wrapped itself around old, <laughs> um, much like it did in the film. I hated that film for various reasons. My current, well, seriously, previously to, to, previous to Saturday, my, my least favorite film was Muller. Um, a film in the same sort of vein, um, pseudo-intellectual wank. Fucking hated it. It was so far up its own ass. This film, people literally left the cinema. Went to a relatively small cinema. If you if you do live in Melbourne, the um, cinema at Pentridge is absolutely gorgeous. I recommend going there. It holds maybe, there's a bunch of different cinemas, but the, the room we were in held about 30 people. And then I'd say there's maybe... Maybe 15. It was a mid-afternoon session. Actually, probably more than I expected in there. In the third act, I saw at least five people leave. I would have as well if I wasn't there with somebody. I was about to go on my phone. I oh, was no. like, you heard visible, like audible groaning <laughs> and sighing. And at when the movie ended, I heard a few people say, what the fuck? <laughs> Me being <laughs> one of them. Now, it that actually falls in line with the initial... Um, reactions that this film film got. I, I was interested in this film for for a while because it did seem odd. And Ariasta has a great you know back catalog. He, he's done three you know big films, this being the third. And the other two, like Karen, you were saying you love Hereditary, right? I love Hereditary. Like that is one of the few horror movies that is um st- it still sticks with me to this day. There's some stuff in that movie that just like is burned into my memory. I, I know the scene. I need to go back and rewatch it because I didn't love it as much as many people did. I loved Midsummer though. Oh, I, Midsummer I watched later, but um, yeah, I also very much enjoyed that. Just the symbology and just the cinematography in Midsummer is so so cool. Some stunning shots. Um, Simon, have you watched? Uh, I've watched um, Hereditary, but oddly enough, I don't remember that much of it, even though I watched the whole thing. Um, and Midsummer I've never watched. Midsummer's a good time. You'll learn about bears in it. You seem to love learning about animals. Animals are cool. About a lot Um, of things. Animals are cool. I'll give you that. (laughs) Animals are cool. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) You heard it here first. All right. I'm going to explain this film. Please, I'm interested. Mild spoilers ahead. I'm not going to get too deep into it because if I do, I will rant. (laughs) This will be a fucking 17 hour long podcast and I will die at the end. Okay. And still, even then, it will be a better experience than sitting through three hours of this fucking egotistical bullshit. Can I just say, Jesse? That they've released. Is this yeah. is this the reason why you're not drinking? So that doesn't happen like automatically. Yeah. Uh, halfway through the film, I went out to the bar. And I looked at the line. I'm like, "Good, it's long. I'll get another drink." <laughs> so I, could, I so I didn't have to watch 15 minutes of the film. Okay, I came back with two cocktails. <laughs> Um, all right, so the whole film, it's by about a, a mild-mannered gentleman, played by Joaquin Phoenix, the, the titular Bo. Um, Bo has a lot of semi-diagnosed mental health issues in the film. Um, and you see the whole film from his point of view, so it is very heightened in regards to his anxiety, mainly. You see the world as he would see it. So the streets are the most dangerous place in the world. 
You go out there, there are stabbings, people are yelling at each other. It is just tense. And you, you, for the first quarter of the film, you feel that. It's actually quite exhilarating. It's quite fun. You do feel tense. Have you guys seen Uncut Gems? No. Uncut Yams. Okay, highly recommend it, but watch it. you'll only ever watch it once. Uh, you'll feel like you're about to have a heart attack at the end. It is just anxiety. And that's what this film does. And I actually quite like that. I think it's a really interesting way. And they did it with a bit of comedy as well. Um, but yes, we follow his story. And it's about him basically going home to see his mum. Very, very simple story. He gets in all sorts of goofs and guffaws along the way. Um, the first yeah, quarter or so is this really dark, heightened comedy that's set in quite a, it's got a, quite a small scope. Uh, which I think works really, really well. There's parts where, you know, Bo needs to take tablets, but he needs to take them with water. His apartment doesn't have running water at that time. So he has to go across the street, but he's lost his key. So he has to put something in front of the door to make sure that nobody else can come in. When he, when he runs across the street and he sees, like, people's, people getting stabbed, he sees, like, murderers and stuff like that, gets across the street doesn't have enough money to pay. He sees people starting to walk into the apartment. He's freaking out. Like, they're going to st- take all my stuff. It builds up really, really nicely. And then, you know, you, like, later on, he, like, he sees a cop. And the cop immediately pulls a gun on him saying, you know, drop, drop what you've got. Bro doesn't have anything. In reality, and I, I think in most films, you'd have a, a moment where it cuts to what mm. reality is. And you would see that the cop's just there standing there being like, what do you need? Like, I'm not going to hurt you kind of thing. Um, but because it's all from Bro's point of view, you never have that juxtaposition. I think it's clever. Then stuff happens, and then you start getting these really weird pull-aways to different, almost different, not, not so much different genres, but just like it completely changes thematically. So you have this whole part um, with like Nathan Lane, who is so underutilized in this film. Um, the best, my favorite part of the film is every time Nathan Lane's character, who I don't fucking know what his name is, um, speaks to Bo, he never says Bo. It's like, my boy, my dude, my man, champ, big fella. <laughs> Every single time, I find it so funny because there's this one time out of nowhere, he's like, Bo, my brother. And I'm like, I just lost my shit laughing at that. Because <laughs> Nathan Lane, I love him. Um, and from there, it just gets more and more bizarre, but not in a, a fun way. I know these films are all about like symbology and such. There is stuff in this film there is shock for shock's sake, mm. and it just feel. I feel like people are tying themselves in knots trying to love this film and saying, "No, no, no! This is high art. It is intellectual. You just don't get it." It's like, no, there are a lot of films like that. And then when you boil them down, you can study them and you can realize, okay, this represents this. Da da da. This is just stuff that happens. I think the best quote I saw about it. I'm just trying to find it. Somebody called it. Um, the film's a narcissistic trauma dump. <laughs> if you're Ari Aster's mother, holy shit, you'd be having some awkward conversations with your son. Because oh. there is just some issues on the screen here, especially in the in the final act where the movie goes so far up its own ass it's an Ouroboros of colonic irrigation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's fucked. I, I've never seen anything like it. They... They wasted Richard Kind. Oh. One of my favorite actors, Richard fucking Kind. They waste him. Criminal. Um, I I got I've got nothing good to say about this film. It's like 
he's tried look Ari's tried something different and like curious to that and the film does have some merit some of the cinematography is quite cool um if you've seen the trailers you would see like there's like a semi-animated slash play part which is visually interesting but my god <laughs> i wanted to leave halfway <laughs> through that expositional fucking gut anyway i'm trying to say relatively positive and see it's really hard to talk about this this movie because I try as hard as I can to to not be the type of person who says, you know, you shouldn't play this game. You shouldn't watch this. You shouldn't do that. You do what you want. No. Don't watch this film. Jesse, I'm going to watch this film when it comes out don't digital. Encourage I'm going to do it. Don't do it. I'm going to do it. But actually, look, do it so I can vent. <laughs> I tried to warn you um, to not watch the Monster Hunter movie and you flat out. I did it. Yeah. That's bad in a completely different way. Like, that's just, it, 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 it's dumb. It has its moment. It's stupid fun. I still think that Monster Hunter is a game that doesn't really warrant a, a movie. It, it doesn't work yeah. for me. This is something different. This is something completely different. This is the movie actively wasted <laughs> my time. It tried to hurt me. The film gaslights you as well. Like, okay, there's the characters being gaslit, but you as a, as a viewer are being gaslit and being like, no, it's A24. Dariasta, this is good. This is good. Jesse, you're enjoying yourself. Jesse, you're wrong. <laughs> no, the film's wrong. Um, I, was, I was trying to say before, when the film um, yeah, first came out, there were like some really negative reactions that came out. And there was audio of people at some of the first screenings. There was one guy who stood up and he yells out, if I hear anyone fucking clap for that bullshit. <laughs> and then you hear people like they're storming out saying this is the worst movie I've made. When I first saw them, I'm like, oh, they're overreacting. Like, this is, I'm actually more interested in it than anything. No, those kind hearted souls were, were perfectly valid in their response to this film. Here's the thing I, I know you brought it up earlier, but this is exactly the same reception that Mother got from, from Darren Aronofsky. Like, I remember seeing the exact same polarizing reviews. I still haven't watched that film. It's been oh. on my, I, it's one of those ones I keep putting off, probably for the same reason I will put this one off for a long, for a long time. But yeah, this is this is not unfamiliar. I definitely have, we've lived through this moment before. So Sophie and I can't talk about the film Mother. She loves it. I did not. So we just don't talk about it. <laughs> Fair. For 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 context, we both walked out of this one and we're just like, the fuck just happened? Let's buy alcohol. Like, holy shit. With Mother, Mother actually starts off really, really interesting. It's the, the latter half where I think it's becomes a little bit it's it's too heavy-handed. It drops symbology for just very it, it, it tries to smash you across the head with symbology and saying, and, and, and tries to say it's subtle. It's it's not. It's quite clearly. It's just like a biblical allegory. Like, I, I Darren, we get it, buddy. <laughs> cool. Chill out a moment. With this, there's nothing. It, it is literally, Ari, what are you doing? What What is this? Like, you become as confused as Bo, but not in like a, oh, I'm in his shoe sort of way. It's just like, you made me feel weird, but not in a clever way. I feel pity almost. <laughs> I actively hated this film. Um, that's damning, is what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look, you may be one of those people who, you know, you may be fiddling with your monocle and be like, oh, the film's just simply not for you, <laughs> is it? To you, I say, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> I pay just good money. Be smarter, clearly, Jesse. Yeah. Be smarter, yeah. okay? <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try so hard. And got so um, far. Look, I. In the end, it doesn't really matter. Oh, goddamn! I, I, I want something of that. Yeah, I, I can't, in good conscience, recommend it. There is no other film like this. 
it is a truly unique experience. In the same way that shoving your dick into a chainsaw blade would be a completely unique, unique experience. Keep that in mind. After I come back from my surgery to repair yeah. the damage done to my dick I- from shoving it in a chainsaw blade. <laughs> Oh, but maybe that's for you. I'm gonna go fix my chainsaw. I'm gonna go fix my chainsaw uh, <laughs> for unrelated reasons as well. Cop that, Doctor Salvador. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's a. It's a real shame to hear such negativity around this movie, considering you know the previous works, Midsummer and Hereditary, were both so well loved and and they're up there also. Yeah, times, yeah, totally. But the, but like. That's fine. It's what you expect. It's an A24 film. Like, yeah. And also, it it's it's one of those things where like people were saying, these are the best horror movies that have horror movied for a while. Like Horror movies are kind of bland these days anyway. Like Paranormal activities are all, are all just a joke. Uh, you know what I watched recently? Babadook. I watched The Babadook a few weeks ago. I have haven't seen it. I heard that was, not, heard that was quite Not good. for a long time. Absolutely brilliant. See, that film does anxiety and does it very well at it. It was a lot. I don't know if, I don't know if it's like um technically full horror. I guess it I guess it would be. But horror is such a, a weird genre now anyway. But um yeah, speaking of films that is constant anxiety, that was me watching It Follows. I need to watch that. You do need it. It's like I it it's it was stuck stuck with me for like a full week when I was whenever I was like out of the house, it's like, yeah. It's it yeah. <laughs> great. I'm looking great forward to October. Well. I've already spoken to a friend of the show, Lauren. Not Lauren, Lauren. There's a lot of Laurens we know. Um, she does a lot of horror-related content, so I want to do a full October horror month. Oh, that'd be great. And uh, maybe we'll discuss some of our favourite horror films, and I'll, I'll definitely watch It Follows by then, or at least for that. Just before we do move on from Bo with Afraid, the weirdest thing in the film is that they try to inject humour into it, and you would guess with just the sort of tone of the film and the people behind it you'd expect the humor to be not cum jokes <laughs> now if yeah if me, it was you that wrote it, Jesse it, wrote it, it. then yes i would well that's the thing i would there would be a time and a place for it if it's thematically appropriate i would do it if it had context within the scene yeah sure if it was like you know if adam sandler and kevin james in the film make all the dick jokes you want but for your weird little art housey horror of whatever the fuck this is, the amount of just strange dick and cum jokes in it, it's like he's like, oh no, I'm letting people look too far into my psyche. <laughs> I need to have a joke here. How about this dick? How about some cum? Like, ooh, there's one really good dick joke at the start because below the apartment there's a... Um, like a, a triple X film theater, and it has like all the different things you could you could watch at the on the on the front of the um of the storefront basically, and you know it's like you know like seven women, fourteen tits, blah, blah, blah. and the last one is just like one normal penis. <laughs> and when they came up, it was just in the back of the shot. Everyone in the theater laughed. That was a very funny joke. It was because it wasn't the main part of the scene. It was just an off camera sort of thing. It was just a funny little touch, but then later in the film, you just get some of the dumbest jokes, and they just break up the flow of everything. Also, I know we're about to move on. There is a scene in a in an attic at the end, which could be the dumbest scene I have seen in any media. Nonsensical, not needed, actually made 
a bad film worth. <laughs> I wow. And like even the I've watched a bunch of reviews and people who who enjoyed it, and it, it's so weird them being like, yeah, now there's a scene in the attic makes absolutely no sense. Haha, <laughs> it was funny. Like, wait, is that is that the path we're giving this film? Because it's different, it's good. It doesn't always mean different. Doesn't always mean good. It can be shit. Yeah. And that's all I will say about Bo is Afraid. Zero out of ten stars. Ari Aster, give me my money back or I'll find you in a car park. <laughs> Tonya Harding on you. Just for legal reasons, I'm not threatening harm against Ari Aster, but <laughs> I w- it would be completely justified if I did. Now, speaking of harm, I guess harm, if you get harmed and you survive, you're a survivor. Jedi Survivor, another walk, whatever. <laughs> Karen, you're playing Jedi Survivor at the moment, and you... I don't think you hate it as much as I hated Bo was afraid, but you you are having some feelings about it, aren't you? Yes. Uh the feelings were much stronger over like I guess this morning slash last night. I was in a particular part of the game that I really felt bogged down in. But I have since during my my days of my hours playing it today, then the solution. It's just unfortunate that the solution is ignore an entire planet in the game early as early as possible. So look, mm. minor spoilers, I guess, for the first what, five hours or so? Yeah, sure. Say? I would say so. So you're probably, you're you're a little bit ahead of me. Um, obviously, um, Jedi Survivor, the sequel to um, Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, came out what twenty? Oh, don't ask me to be here. I don't want to. COVID has messed up my ability I'm to remember. Guess twenty nineteen off the top of my head, but yeah, fuck it, Simon, you're re- you're reasonable. I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> and I did you did you guys play it? Yeah. No, yeah. I've. Owned it for a while and just never, never gotten around to it. There's just no real appeal for me, oddly enough. You, you're not the biggest Star Wars not, fan, are you? Not massively, and I always find some of the games kind of hit and miss. But yeah, it was just. The, I, I think Fallen Order was well, that's the thing. And arguably the best Star Wars yeah. game played, especially the the Jedi Temple Temple level at the end. That's the thing. I've, I've heard nothing but good stuff oh, about the first one, and so I was I was quite keen to see how survival would turn out. I think, I've got a feeling that Kara and I have slightly different opinions on Survivor. So, so I, I don't want to be too negative. If you go, if I don't you go spoilery, sound, go for it. Before you, before you go ahead, I don't want to say I'm like I'm dumping on this game. I do. Don't it. We'll talk about it in detail, but the quick, the quick spark notes are fucking love the combat, and I'm very much digging the story. It's just so much of the game not it doesn't like make me stop doing the story, but I'm too easily swayed to explore. And it just, I had to, it, the best way to describe it, I don't know if, don't know if either of you have played Dragon Age Inquisition. I haven't. Oh, from, have I told my weird story about Dragon Age Inquisition at no. PAX? So, you know when you go to, like, to PAX or any sort of game convention? I have, when I you, did this exact thing. Yeah, and you play the game and they'll give you something like yep. to do with that game. I'm trying to think of examples in my head <laughs> and I can't think of a single thing. Like shirts, that. stuff like the, the 14th. Yeah, they'll, give you, they'll give you like 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 a shirt or if you play- Say if you play like a racing game, they'll give you like a key ring. It's like you could put this on your keys, which you use for your car. It's a car game. There's a link. Before you say, before you say, Jesse, Simon, do you know what? Have you heard this story? I don't think I have. No. I I just want to make you guess. guess. Yeah. (laughs) Can you guess what we got for playing Dragon Age Inquisition? Uh, uh, Um. Just sorry. Just just before we go into the current, just in one line, what is Dragon Age Inquisition? Just for Dragon Age Inquisition is a. A narrative-driven RPG by Bioware. It's all medieval knights and dragons, yeah. all that sort of fancy. Skyrim, bullshit. but made by by Bioware instead. Different, a different yeah. sort of nerds. By different sort of nerds, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Better nerds. <sighs> All right. So normally, obviously, I'd think, oh, yeah, probably like a T-shirt or something or maybe like a bag, but clearly not anything that makes sense. So I'm going to guess something like, I don't know, maybe a bottle opener. That would be good. I wish. You open some mead. That could be pretty yeah, on See? That would be okay. But no, it wasn't. That was it, Jesse. It was not. It was actually the opposite of drinking. They gave us a driver's license. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about this, actually. So they take your yeah. photo and they put onto this little piece of plastic and it says, like, what, like you know, you're like a paladin. I'm saying, what can I do with this? Yeah, I remember. I- can, can I, like, use it at, like, the bottle shop to buy things? No. <laughs> Is this legal? Nope. Like, what? I, I so need weird. to find one. I hope you didn't Same. throw one out. It's just the strangest thing. I love when gaming companies put out weird accoutrement to their game. Like, have you seen what they've done for Redfall? No. There's a Redfall, and look, if I was Microsoft, I'd be worrying about other things right now, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, they put out like a spice rub to put on your steaks. Get it? Steaks? Get it? Vampires? Mm. Get it? Get it? Get it? It's like, okay, tenuous at best. And yeah. best. At least there's an attempt with that. Like, they Everyone should have done, like, a, if they were going to do something like that, they should have done, like, a hot sauce that looks like blood. I'm like, oh, vampires, like, I, I, I get that. Um, or, you know, giving us, like, drugs so we can enjoy their game. I, 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 don't, I don't know, something. Hey, reviews aren't out yet. It could be good. <laughs> I've got very good yeah, me too. Which is a shame, because I was so excited. The fact that it. I had to just, like, go through my brain to work. Is it called Nightfall or Redfall? <laughs> means... I forgot in the game I was talking about literally 20 seconds ago, which also could be a me issue. Um, but uh, that was a hell of a tangent. It was. Trying to survive with Okay, let's let's start on the um, on the combat because I think the combat is the best part of the game. Absolutely, it is. And I think you I've- start off basically where you ended it in Fallen Order. Yeah, and you're powerful still, and it's so nice. I was gonna say, um, and you you the the lightsaber stuff is so good. I love that you have, you know, you can pick your stances. I have gotten, I think I've gotten them all now. And Ooh, okay. there's one in particular that I fucking love. And I think it's been in trailers, but I don't know if, I don't know if I want to say it just in case it hasn't been, but it's just, it's, it's different for a start. For what I, different for what I feel like I expect from a, a game where he plays a Jedi. And I really like it. <laughs> I want to take a guess here because I don't have all the stances yet. This is in the trailers. So if it's a, if it's a yet, just, it may have just been. nod. Just <laughs> not so the room for people at home. Jewel sabers? Well, they are in there because I think you briefly That's had a those. Very audible nod. <laughs> I was gonna say, but those I'm almost certain were in the trailers. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, like, so this okay, this, okay, so I haven't seen this yet. Don't tell me. I'm excited for because they did show the other one I'm thinking of that I just got in the trailers, which is the um, it's just called a heavy saber, which you should know what that one is. Hopefully. Interesting. Okay, you don't. Okay. It's okay. I, it's it's like a slower attack style, but yeah. um, when you see the lightsaber, you'll be like, oh. But um, all right, all right, all right. The one before that though was the one I truly love because it mixes up a couple of things. Again, just it's just it not isn't even that different. It's just a different enough for a Jedi. But I was like, this is kind of fun and and weird to get used to. Cal is the best Jedi. That yeah, the, easily. The, he's the best. I love him. Again, we spoke about this briefly on uh on. Dog Options, the video game-centric show hosted by Karen and Joel. Go like and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, pick another one. Pick another one. Pick another one. Amazon um, Podcasts. Ooh. Amazon Podcasts. Sure, the, why not? The, the number Google. two video game podcast on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amazon Podcasts. 
Avalon podcast available now on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Probably one day. Um, yeah, the fact that you start this game off with like basically all your powers that you had at the end of uh, Fallen Order, which also has an incredible ending, and from the yeah. get go, you are force pulling droid into your saber, and you feel badass. It do- it did take me a moment to get used to the combat again because I know the like, the parrying system is very finicky. I found yeah. that. A little bit annoying. I know you can adjust that on a slider. The accessibility options in this game are quite good. You can adjust that. I haven't fiddled with it yet. But I also remember that when I played Fallen Order, that was the game that got me to start parrying in games because I never used to. I used to just butt my head against the wall until they broke. But I remember fighting the ninth sister in that game. Um, I played that game on the hardest difficulty you can from the start. Don't know why. I also didn't realize that you could upgrade your stim packs. Oh, my God. So I played through the whole thing oh God. with three stim packs, and when I told Keelan that, he was going to hit. I would have hit you, honestly. <laughs> it's again add that add that to the list of games I've played wrong. <laughs> okay. oh, there's quite a few of them at this point, isn't there? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to host a show, Simon. No, it's time to bully You're you. Heckling me! <laughs> God damn it! Uh, now you mentioned the story. I feel like personally, I feel like the story hasn't started yet. I don't really know what we're doing right now. I've met a few characters that are new. Um, Cal and um, uh, and Bode, I call him Bodie. There's some sexual tension there. I there think is. Gonna, those two lads are going to fuck, like raw. <laughs> um, what, what else are you going to do in space? Yeah, oh, if, you know? yeah. Space condoms probably aren't a thing. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> story, story Red Podcast, anti-condom. <laughs> No, wait. As we say, fuck raw and fuck loud. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Is it too late to split off from the podcast? Yeah, sorry, buddy. You're, you're, <laughs> you're stuck gonna, in here with me. Out. You're going to pull out the podcast. <laughs> Play it safe, you know? <laughs> Look, everyone at home, put a put a rubber on your uh, saber, okay? <laughs> it's a pro tip. I've derailed this too far, haven't really? I? Now, now we, have to, we have to do sex ed. <sighs> Don't be silly, well, you wrap your willy. All right. <laughs> Just, just, just basic one hundred and one. All yeah. right, okay. One night stand. Simon, get a get a condom and a banana. Oddly enough, this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> wait, oddly enough, wait, where's wait, wait, current? Wait, wait, where's this gonna go? Oddly enough, oddly enough, on? I actually have some fresh bananas in my house. So. Oh, well, I mean, that's a normal uh, item to have, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's not that weird. Well, Why did you make that weird side? Because normally we don't. Normally well, we don't left handed or right handed bananas. bananas. <laughs> normally we eat all the bananas too quickly. Um. Back onto Jedi Survivor before Simon derails us again with more sexual education. Oh, yeah, I'm the one that's um, fault. <laughs> Simon, calm down. Your lust is too much for us, okay? Karen, you were saying that you're enjoying the story. So, just for context, we the first planet's Coruscant. Yes. The second planet is called Bumfuck Co- Nowhere. Kobo, Co- I think, or something, isn't it? it, it, it it's pretty boring. I hate fun. it, so that's why I can remember its name. Does the story start to go Once like you- going a bit after where I'm up to? Yeah, once you sort of get to well, the- I'm um, up to those um, blowing up droids. You know, those, those droids you have to force push to blow walls up. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking- Yeah, the little, little like, droids, that, the little bombs that follow you and stuff. And you think you have to walk them far, way, yeah. way, way too far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, do I-, I Those were a thing where I was like, oh, this is kind of neat in the smaller sections. And then I found some puzzles where it's like, oh, no, you need to make it follow you from here to there. I'm like, no, I hate oh, this. Don't no. make me do this. 
Yeah, there was a part where I had to like make it follow me like out of its little room, down a slope, across some some small plains, hook right, and up into a cave. And I was like, oh, this is the worst. The novelty wore off very quickly. It sucks because like the puzzles in Fallen Order were so good. Yes. And um, that, that Jedi Temple puzzle room was very Zelda. I know we're going to talk about the story. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the story again before I go into, oh, yes. into world stuff. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so now you're on you're on that planet, like Kobo. It's sort of like I don't know. You, you, that's where the saloon is, where Greece is, Greece is, and all that. So it looks like outback Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah the wildlife's pretty hostile as well. Mm. So it's not a bad comparison. But a lot of mining as well. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, a lot of mm. lot of prospectors. Thanks, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is the planet where the story will really sort of start to okay. kick off, and that's where yeah when it when it starts happening, I was like, okay, I'm interested in this. Uh, but then that entire first planet, I had to just leave it behind to, to continue the story so I didn't get bored. Okay, that's that's good to hear. That's going to happen. Yeah, my second so, planet. Since since I the reason that's why I brought up Dragon Age Inquisition to slightly take us back to that tangent. Oh, that was a while ago. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But bear with me. Inquisition infamously had this like huge first area called the Hinterlands, where I and I remember seeing many others spending just. Hours upon hours upon hours doing quests there. I mean, like, I'm just going to finish this entire area before I move on. Before realizing that that was like, again, maybe different than this. It's like one of the biggest areas in the game. So just needlessly spending like nearly 10 hours in the hinterlands before going to the next part of the story and being like, oh, I should have just come here. Why was I wasting so much time there? That's sort of how I felt on the second planet because it is quite large. Uh, There was a point where I think I was like, three or four hours into exploring that world and the map was like, oh yeah, you've done about 20% of this. I'm like, that's okay, that's it. Story beat, let's go. We're getting on the Mantis, we're leaving. I'm not having this anymore, but we're leaving. Uh, so that's where the Inquisition was coming from. It was like, it's, it just gives me Hinterlands vibes. But once I left and did a couple of other areas that were a bit smaller, a bit more like Fallen Order, where yeah. there's like puzzles and little secrets to find, but a lot of them are like on the way of your main path. That it's picked up a lot since then. I'm hoping we have to get, don't have to keep going back there. Like, um, I used to hate Dathomir in oh, Fallen because you you go back there so many fucking. I have bad news, Jesse. and yes, I get it. There's some goth babes there. Great, I'm into this. Hell yeah! But even then, there's a limit. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, according to the podcast, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, goth babes. You, I mean, we are all fan of goth babes here. Of I'm sure we're all men. And of if you're not, right, like, we are all our bit. If listeners aren't, then you can leave. That's yeah. fine. We're not going to stop you. Fucking, fucking nerds. <laughs> but yes, unfortunately, Jesse, you'll be going back to that second planet a lot because there is sort of a saloon there, which sort of becomes your hub, where as you're adventuring around, you'll find people to send back there and all this other sort However, of stuff. the character that is there, and I'm not going to say who it is, yes. is one of my favorite characters in the first one. And if you've played the first one, you would automatically know who it's going to be. So I, will, I for him, oh. I'll go there. Look, for him, I'll do it. The saloon, I actually kind of dig. Um, I don't know how I feel about like populating it with people I find, but some of the base characters there, I was like, oh, I like this. There's a um, a bounty hunter in there, but I'm just like, you, let's be best friends. I wish I could take you with me on my Mantis and we'll fly around space and kill bad guys, but we, we can't, sadly. Um, yeah, shame. But yeah, that's, once. like I said, once I left that second planet and I actually started progressing with momentum, I've been having more fun. And when I came back to that second planet, I was like, you know what? I'll spend half an hour sort of picking up some loose ends if I want. It's just I had to get myself out of that mindset, but because I had this huge area, I was like, no, no, go explore. Find all the nooks and crannies. Like, 
that's not how I should have been playing the game because it was really starting to burn me out. I think when it comes to actual gameplay, the one complaint I have is is with the level design in some areas. It there's a lot of like false paths. It's not quite clear where you need to go because the range of like the modes of traversal are are very. It's very very cool. I mean, these are the guys who made Titanfall. Like you get yeah. more running and stuff in it. Oh my god, Titanfall three, please. <laughs> but. Um, it, like you, you were swinging and using the force and doing all types of things to get everywhere, which is cool, but it's not always clear of what you can do. Especially when there's a wall running part, they don't always highlight the walls you can run on, and they do sort of blend in. So, especially in Coruscant, there were a bunch of areas I was like, I don't know where I need to go here. The visual design's a little bit off, but I'm I'm hoping that improves um, well- as we go. I unfortunately think that's just a choice they've made to sort of make it feel like you know what I'm like you know how you'll see in some video games not naming any names but you might think of a few when I mentioned the uh, example is like climbables will have like yellow on them and stuff like that to sort of clearly mark them which is great for when you need to find your way forward but sometimes it can also take you out and be like oh yeah, I'm in a video game I think they've decided to go the sort of like make it all look like it's part of a world. But the downside is sometimes you're looking at the way forward mean like, where the fuck do I go? Because you yeah. haven't noticed that wall ahead of you was like slightly scratched. So it's for wall running. You're like, it's right there. <laughs> if there were some other things that kind of drew your eye to that area, it would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. But there often aren't, especially, oh, especially when there's cracks in the wall that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how the fuck was I supposed to see that? I'm yeah. already like, I can't see shit. So that's a bit annoying. Another thing that's annoying players at the moment is the uh, PC performance. We've played this on PS5. Is that correct, Kyron? Yeah, PS5 is what I'm playing on. And you're having issues with the performance mode. Yeah, mm. the um, performance mode. Again, it's it's mostly fine. It's just like it doesn't feel like it, it's running as stable as it should be. But I've changed to quality mode, which obviously has a frame rate, frame rate hit. But the Looks experience stunning. seems smoother. So I'm just playing on that now. <laughs> I went straight to quality. I, 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 don't, I don't give a shit about performance mode. Like, I don't. Also, for a game like that, frames don't matter that much to me. To an extent. To an to extent. extent, absolutely. But also, I feel like uh, th- there's a few things about this game which sort of leave a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. And that's obviously a shit PC port. is just shitty in general for everyone. Like, that just that's not good for anyone. Disagreed. It's great for me. Okay. Let me, let me, no, 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 I'm kicking you off the pedestal for a second, Simon. <laughs> oh, you no. up here in a moment, all right? Now, for fucking years, I've always been a bit of a console boy myself, and people are like, no, you gotta play PC games. I don't know why they sound like that in my head. It's the performance, you get more bloody frames. <laughs> no, you fucking don't, because the games are optimized for you dumb shit PCs, Master Race, goddamn fuck off. That's the thing, okay? a good no, game. This a, is a good karma. Is. This How? is karma. I don't give a shit about, no, no, no. If you can't play games on PC, because every time a PC game comes out lately, a PC game worth playing that isn't some weird fucking Minecraft game, okay? A game for adults comes out, it struggles to run on PCs because the P- the reigning of power and performance on PCs is so varied that optimization's hard and therefore developers just can't be fucked optimizing games. Well, okay? Which is, which is, look, is, is it fucked up? Yes. Do I find it funny after years of torment? <laughs> oh, I do. I think. Oh, I do. I'm kicking back my feet up on the couch. I'm playing with my little controller. You may have heard of them before. Okay. They were adults play games. Did I just take that joke directly from Greg Miller? A hundred percent I do. Because he fucking gets it. I was okay? going to say, you are doing that at like 30 frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> but the, 
That's fine with me. The thing is, I'd rather play a game at 30 frames per second than not play. Well, at that's all. the thing is that I've seen, Enjoy I've seen plen- sleepy, plenty of nerds. plenty of PC <laughs> players talking about how poor the performance is, even with like top of the line 4090 graphics cards and like CPUs that are quicker than you are as an individual, like okay. <laughs> quicker than your brain. Even awesome, <laughs> fantastic. I would have bought a PS5 if I was them. But regardless, right? <laughs> Is my my point remains the same in that I think a lot of the performance issues are being put down to just poor optimization, which is across the board. It doesn't just affect PC players; this is affecting everyone. And also, that partially has an impact on the file size because the size of this game is fucking bonkers. It's, it's so big. like what the fuck? Took my PS Five a full hour to copy the data from a disc. And I was like, oh, sweet. Well, that's 60 gig done. It's like, hang on. I need to download the next, like, what, six, 70 yeah. gig? I'm like, all right, gig. I guess I'll put you in rest mode and I'll play tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> but my download failed halfway through the night. Mm, of course. So I had to switch my PS5 back on and restart it. I was like, this now, is current. Could you imagine doing that, waiting all night to play the game? You load it up and it's like, oh, your drive would have to be updated as well. Okay, so look, it was bad, but it could have been worse. But you saved yourself because you're you're a smart intellectual. And I'll say it, sexy person who has a console. Look, All right, I have many consoles. <laughs> Simon, Tyrant's inherent sexiness well? and rampant sex appeal has nothing to do with whether the whether with the fact that he played <laughs> it on fucking PS5. All right. When you said that, he took the most seductive <laughs> sip of water just That's there. just me. I'm just drinking water. Seductively. That's yeah, we him. know. Oh, that geez. bottle was empty before, but you got it all wet. <laughs> <laughs> also, Simon, before you said you um you spoke to a bunch of like PC... No, no, I, I haven't spoken. Like I wouldn't talk to people. Okay. I've seen people yeah, complaining okay, about it. Wise, wise, if you get too close to PC gamers, walk, walk away. <laughs> Leave the situation. That's my advice to you, okay? And again, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to put it out there. People are just like, he's doing this because... Why is this my voice? Uh, it's it's the only voice you is. I'm bloody Broden Kelly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, he's just doing this because Greg Miller doesn't. I've been doing this since I was 70. Okay? <laughs> In high school, all the PC games like, you should get a PC. Shows how much Jesse has grown as a person since late teenage See, years. Why grow? <laughs> why grow? <laughs> Honestly, give me a reason to grow as a person. <laughs> Because, because you can end up as sexy as Kyron is. When I was younger, I listened to a Taking Back Sunday album, and I'm like, I'm going to get this haircut, and that will be my haircut for life. <laughs> okay? Yeah, well, I did <laughs> the same thing. Only, straight from- only I listened to an All-American you know Rejects Jesse- album, and I was like, yeah, cool, that, that works. You know what, Jesse? You commit, and that, that matters. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm consistent. I'm, I'm always you know, for it. chugging along <laughs> like a PC. <laughs> I live life 30 frames <laughs> yeah, because your eyes okay. are so fucked you can't see any quicker than that whoa 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 hang, whoa. On, a, hang on a second I'm not wrong I live my life in low fidelity mode. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we'll talk about it a bit more I guess in the coming weeks as we finish it hopefully before the 12th it's it like, has a it there's like it almost needs to have like a clock in the corner when I'm playing it with a countdown until May 12th because when May 12th happens my PS5 is like going out the window I'm like not nah, see you later <laughs> this is a switch only household for like the next month oh buddy I am because what, what what games what games coming out uh Zelda and then there's <sighs> probably other stuff but Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming out a yeah. game that won't be on PC mm. um 
while it no. will. <laughs> Look, it will be, be, be a walk and it'll be like, oh, it doesn't work well enough. I put all these mods on there. I made a Chibi <laughs> Zelda and it won't work for me now. Hey, P- PC players can play Breath of the Wild multiplayer now. All right, hang on. I'm be careful of, saying that because Nintendo are going to fucking come for us like we're point crow. Yeah, 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 Kyron. They can play <laughs> with all their friend. I don't endorse it. I don't do it. I don't. I play. I play on my Switch like a good Nintendo fan. <laughs> no one hates Nintendo fans more than Nintendo. This is well established. I know. Nope. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> also, just for context, yeah, I did try to get into PC games. I tried my goddamn hard out. I've spent far too much money on hardware, and I just can't do it, guys. I've tried. It's just so bad. It's just boring. And it's like update your drivers. Oh, you don't have this. Oh, this weird. Anti cheat mod is locked. That's, that's the problem it, as well. Oh, is anti fucking Denuvo. Let them play. Denuvo is currently part, like, yeah, being paired with Jedi Survivor. Which Denuvo, when I play on the couch, the, only, the closest thing to, to Denuvo I care about is the Duna <laughs> that's over my legs, and I'm playing Jedi Survivor at 30 frames per second. You fucking <laughs> schmo. <laughs> Actually, now let's move on to the next topic because we kind of touched upon it, uh, Simon. I was just no, going to say okay. it's Go funny ahead. though because a couple of my closest friends who have been primarily PC gamers for the past several <laughs> years, uh, they were actually asking me about whether or not they should get a PS5 in preparation for Final Fantasy 16, and I was like, "Yes, yes, you yes, should." Yeah, yeah. Like, you, know they, you know what they call that moment where you realize that you should move from PC gaming to console gaming? Enlightenment, puberty. <laughs> So I was like, look, it's just, it's going to work. That's the thing. You just know it's going to work. And also you don't have to wait a year for a shitty PC port because Square Enix. Why am I coming out so spicy today? I don't know. <laughs> You're not even drinking. This is sober, Jesse. Yeah, yeah that's it. Oh, the alcohol takes yeah. You haven't drunk enough. Yeah, the alcohol mm. dulls his edge. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Well, sober, Jesse, is going to make some enemies today. <laughs> um, look, let's move on to our next topic. And. There was a really good moment for me to segue this a few minutes ago when we were talking about will we finish Jedi Survivor in time for Tears of the Kingdom. I chose not to take it, but let's just rewind and pretend I did. Can we love that game without finishing it? This is a conversation we were touched upon a few times in various episodes, and it is a question that leads to many other questions. But I just wanted to, to, to pose it to all. Can you love a game without finishing it? Yes. Um, can you truly say you love yes. the game without finishing it? Yeah, I think I think you can. Totally. Like. A lot of the time, it, it, like at Game of the Year discussions last year, I was like cheering for Xenoblade Three. I only just finished it like last week. Like that game, was, it took me like hundred and ten hours to do. But like, even like back then, I was like what like thirty or forty hours in. I was like, I think I love this game. I haven't finished it, and it's still why, obviously why a lifetime ahead. Why didn't you finish it? Because I was already from my experience with Xenoblade, I was like, I'm going to play this game over time mm. because okay. I know how long yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm not going to burn myself out on it in a week. Yeah, because Xenoblade games are there's an interesting. Burned. The distinction between I didn't finish this game because something I want to play more came out and sort of took precedent, and then it, I didn't play it like I, the moment was done. <coughs> dead space. One reason. <coughs> <coughs> that was my that was my dead space experience. Ah, <laughs> uh, dead space just yeah, uh, love yeah yeah. It's fine. It, it good good for them. <laughs> um, but like a game like Elden Ring, I love it. I think it's one of the greatest games I've ever played. I would it's game of the it. year for us. Mm. <laughs> what game of the year for us? I'll, I'll, I'll never go back and finish it. I have no want to. Yeah, the DLC is coming out. Maybe that will get me back involved, but 
I have no want to. And then even today, I was thinking, Horizon is one of my favorite franchises of media. I love it. Robotic Dinosaurs, like, come on, oh, yeah. it's so me. I've played less than half of what's been released. I played all of Zero Dawn, the first game. I never touched the DLC. I played probably 10% of Forbidden West and haven't touched Burning Skies, which I've, I've seen these screenshots for Burning Skies and it looks absolutely stunning. And also Call of the Mountain or whatever it's called. Call of the Mountain, oh, I don't a have a $1,000 yeah. to, play, to pay for a VR 2. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um, as much as I said that I would buy it, I never got around to it. It's okay. It sounds I, like no one yeah, else did. Yeah. I, had, I had like bills to pay. Sony, send us one. <laughs> Number one okay. video game po- um, podcast on the West Coast, okay? Come on, Sony. We know you've got a few laying around. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Sony, I just spent like 10 minutes putting my life at risk for some goddamn PC players going to bash my skull <laughs> with a pipe, okay? <laughs> to sell more of your goddamn be, hey, overpriced hey, dusty hey, consoles. <laughs> it won't be a pipe. It'll be a crowbar, okay? <laughs> In honor of Gordon. <laughs> From Half Life, <laughs> I can respect. Finally, a PC player doesn't respectable. If we're selling ourselves out for games that we love but didn't truly finish, um, I hit credits in God of War Ragnarok and never went back. <laughs> I was like, I know there's there's post game stuff to do. There's a very important scene. I was like, I need to go back and do that. I just nah, I'm good. <laughs> it, that's actually another game. So with uh, God of War 2016, I Got a platinum on it, 100% of it, loved it. Yeah, me too. Ragnarok, me too. I absolutely adore. It was my personal game of the year last year. Um, I went back, I did that, the funeral scene. Yeah. Uh, I don't think at this point to spoil anything. Nah. I haven't gone back to do all the berserkers. I haven't. So I just stuff. There, there's almost too much. And I guess that's also at a place where this question leads is, the game's just too big. Like, we're all over 30 or approaching 30. We're around 30. Yeah, no. I'll take, we play, I'll take we, it. We play games differently nowadays. I, I'm i very excited for Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm also... I, I, I think Breath of the Wild had a really good balance. I'm hoping Tears of the Kingdom has it as well, where it's very easy to dip in and out of. So I can play this game, you know, next February, and it'll be fine. There's, there's no, like, overtly complex systems to learn. It's pretty basic. You hit things. If you hit them too hard, your stick breaks. Okay, sick. <laughs> um... So I identify with that, but I, I am worried, like, are they going to introduce a bunch of complex systems in there where if I take a break, I'm going to come back to it and then it won't be the same. That's why I can't get back into um, Forbidden West. I feel like I need to start from the start because it's all new, like, crafting and all that sort of bullshit in there. I just feel like there's this, they're so, putting too much into games. I know people are just like, they don't put enough into games nowadays. I disagree. I think they're actually putting too yeah. much in regards I, to, like, systems and stuff like that. Just get rid of them. Get rid of them. I don't want I, to do I, well, I know I, d- I definitely agree there. I think too many games these days just like, again, to go back to Jedi Survivor, um, not spoiling anything, but as examples of things you can do, right? You've got the saloon you can fill with people. There's an aquarium you can collect fish for. There's a garden on top you can get seeds for. There's like fish. four vendors that have like four different like, like je- there's scrolls you can collect, little like minerals you can collect and all this other stuff you can get to trade at vendors. But I'm like, that's there's just so much stuff I can't keep it straight. I will contradict myself because even though I know I spent a lot of time complaining, when I went back to my Breath of the Wild replay before Tears of the Kingdom, I was like, I'll just do a I'll just do a run through. It won't, I won't, I'll just do a quick run through. I ended up doing another 120 shrine run again because I couldn't stop myself. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm, just, I'm here. I'll do all 120 shrines, I'll do all the divine beasts, I'll do the DLC, then I'll go beat Ganon. <laughs> because I, guess, I couldn't stop. 
it's hypocritical of me because I'm the one who brought Breath of the Wild into conversation. But I think it, it's hard to bring Breath of the Wild into any conversation about games because it completely tilts the conversation. It does. It does. It's, it's like, oh, but this game that did everything perfect did this thing perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fair enough. But like, I think of games like Far Cry 6. I'm a massive Far Cry fan. Um, and this actually goes for a lot of Ubisoft games. A lot of the Assassin's Creed games have done this. They became bloated and they beca- they oh, deviated yeah. from what made them special. The Assassin's Creed games, the assassination part, are now a small system within a bunch of other It's a side story. I don't care about everything else. It's, it's completely optional to be assassin stuff in Assassin's Creed now, which is yeah. benign to me. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, and- if you like when I played Valhalla, I went and did a bunch of the assassination oh things, God. and they were fantastic. In Odyssey, Valhalla. the the assassination in Odyssey was so much fun. And you had to explore the map. It felt like a genuine, like a little adventure filled with blood and carnage. My favorite. But it was it, it, it was fun to do, but everything else was just so bloated and convoluted. Far Cry 6 was just a, a mess of a thing. But there's all these different systems with um different like how the factions work with each other, then you're crafting your different weapons that you can make weapons and stuff. Give me a gun and put me within a thousand meters of of Gustavo Fring in Far Cry 6. I'll I'll take care of business. You've actually brought up the the main offender, right? Ubisoft Mm. infamously, like if they make a system in one game, they're like, fuck it, that's in our next one. Yeah. And they just keep like snowballing all these systems into the next game. To the point where it's just like you play a new Ubisoft game and you're like, all right, time to go through tutorial upon tutorial. But then you've got the opposite of that, which is the Pokemon games, and they'll introduce an interesting concept in each yep. game, which doesn't carry. Into yeah, the they'll next just throw one. it in the bin afterwards. They're like, okay. Yeah, like, especially <laughs> when it comes to like evolutions. Like, I really enjoy Mega Evolutions, <laughs> I think they're quite fun. But then every game's like, no, we have to have a new one, we have to have a new one. And then it gets to the point. Whether that far out of ideas and the newest one, they're like, oh, let's put a fucking chandelier on the Sandshrew's head. <laughs> like, what are you doing? They're what? like there's little what? crystal things next? now that you can buy. Wee! It, it's kind of just, we, you need to find, I'd rather them, um, with every subsequent sequel to a game in a franchise, is just refine your systems. Make them work better. Add a little bit to it, but make just the basics work a little bit better. Learn from it. You don't just add more different systems because you're over overly complicated things it's a whole like master of none philosophy and they're finding more and more games doing that and that's what's making a lot of bigger games and just system heavy games so unappealing to me lately that's why i so i finished for anyone who's been keeping up to date with my dredge progress i finished dredge today it will be my game bigger contention mainly because i actually fucking finished it <laughs> so it I mean, wasn't he's- overly complicated. It was relaxing. It had it has systems, but they don't go too far. It's just a perfectly weighted game. Here's the thing. That's that's where the indies come in with the clutch wins so often. This is because they make these little tight experiences that are made to be played and finished, and then it's like, sweet, that was great. Like, yeah. hashtag play Signalis. <laughs> I'll play it. I'm playing it. Stop yelling at me. Yeah, keep yelling. And, and play Tunic and uh, play... Play uh, Hollow Knight, yeah, but Hollow Knight's actually one of those weird indie games where it is jam packed to a point where I feel overwhelmed but when I play is Hollow it, Knight. Is it a game where you can get like okay, so for example, Hades? Hades is in the top ten games I've ever played. Hades is amazing. Absolutely, I finished it, as in got to the end, and then once you get to the end, then there are a bunch of different endings you can do. There's a bunch of different types of runs you can do. Did a few. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Like. The main 
the carrot at the end of the stick for this was the ending of the narrative and completing that story. That carrot's gone now. Marshall's nibbled away at it. I know the true ending stuff like that, but I'm like, I've got what I want to get out of this. I lo- absolutely loved what I got out of this. I'm done. And I'm finding myself doing that more and more with games again, going back to Elden Ring. Um, I think I need to get into more indie games that either are self-contained enough that you can roll credits on them, or you can get to a point and be comfortably satisfied with what you got from that game. And that's how I'm trying to play more and more games. I will not, I, I'm excited for Armored Core, Fire Rubicon. I will not finish that game. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? I have a full-time job and bills to pay. I won't finish <laughs> that game. But I want to take enough of a bite out of it to be like, no, I truly, truly enjoyed that. I may not have got everything. Um, Monster Hunter World, never finished it. Absolutely, goddamn, I absolutely adored it. Um, that's some of the, probably the funnest, up there is the funnest 130-odd hours I've played the game. <laughs> really, really got into it. Um, and made me understand Simon a little bit more. I'm glad. Just a little bit more. Took me about 78 hours to work out how to use the in- insect glaive, but ah, doesn't really matter. Yeah, let, let's not <laughs> focus on that one. But I'm so dumb. It's a training mm. arena. You can go try. It's okay. It's, no, it's the, no, but there's, there's definitely a point to be made with like loving things, even if you don't finish them. Like, for example, uh, the first time I played Final Fantasy IV, I played the DS remake, the 3D version. Uh, not a 3DS game. Don't get confused, obviously. Um, <laughs> God, I love the Final Fantasy franchise. And I never finished that, but I love Final Fantasy 4. It is one of my, I think it's probably my second favorite Final Fantasy game only after 14. And it's great, but I've never finished it. But I don't need to, because I know how the story goes. I know all of the beats it hits. I know all of the twists and turns and stuff that happen. But I love it. I think it's a great game. Same thing with, like... Oblivion. Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion. I've never finished Oblivion. I've sunk plenty of hours into it and always gotten to, I don't know, maybe about sort of level 40 or whatever, but never stuck it out sort of past that. Goddamn loved Oblivion. I like Oblivion more than I like Skyrim. I'll say it. A lot of people feel that way. I personally don't, but that's just a me thing. I, I don't know. There's something about Skyrim that just sort of pulls me in. I don't know. That's the thing. You can You can play these big ass RPGs and only get maybe even halfway through and I feel like you've sunk enough time into the game to understand it, gain an appreciation for the mechanics and you can make a genuinely well informed opinion of it. If you play 20 minutes of fucking Sonic Adventure and go "Mm, it's not for me, that's fine like that's a-okay but you can't sit there and go I love it, it's the best game that's ever happened oh Sonic Adventure is amazing you're not wrong, but you don't have enough of an opinion of the actual content within it to base that opinion. You can say you love the gameplay and stuff like that. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of nuance into it, but... I think it also comes down to the open world, like big open world RPGs and stuff like that are so sprawling and a lot of them are designed to not be finished. So I guess it's almost a different conversation, but when it comes to more narrative-driven games, do you guys have any that are on your shame pile? I will admit to one thing. I love Metal Gear Solid games. I've only ever rolled credits on two of them. That's fair. Which two? Snake Eater, Phantom Pain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was the pain. That's I know. the pain it, it in space there. It kills me. That's... I've gotten very far on the others and then just whatever's come up, okay? You've and finished one of the best ones to. and one of the worst ones. 
Snake Eater's not that bad. Lol, joke. Snake, Snake Eater's <laughs> on the greatest game ever made. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I will reach through the computer screen and move. Hey, um, and look, I had to finish Phantom Pain because they sure didn't. Mm-hmm. No, look, Kojima gave that us all Phantom Pain. That a round of applause. That was the best joke I made all episode. <laughs> Coward. I was going to say, K- Kojima you know, gave us all Phantom Pain, so that's, hey. that was the real lesson. Um, yeah, look, on my shooting pile, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Just, that's fair. That's a massive it's, game. It's, yeah, isn't that just massive? It's huge. Xenoblades are ridiculous. And also, like, I finished Xenoblade 1 on the, on the Wii, but I haven't refinished it on the Switch. And then Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I've got the game. I, I, I don't remember when I bought it, but I own it at, at some point. I have it. And I have not touched it yet. I know I'm going to love it. I have full confidence in the game's ability to draw me in and make me fall in love with the world and the characters and everything. No doubt about that in my mind. But it's just one of those things. Xenoblade 2 just took so much out of me to get even halfway. It's tired. <laughs> it's fucking tired. Yeah. For me, this year at least, is probably um, Fire Emblem Engage, which I haven't finished yet. Mm. Uh, I've, I've put like 50 hours into it. But uh, it's just one of those games where it's just like, I'm going to finish you eventually, but I just need to have a break. Oh, Which you can do with Fire Emblem. I think, I, think I did that with Fire Emblem Birthright. I missed that joke completely, yeah, Jesse. I said you couldn't quite, you couldn't quite engage with it. Yeah. No, I was engaged. It was engaging. Oh, oh <laughs> fuck, fuck you, guys! I'm going to cut laughter of that. <laughs> Add in some really <laughs> shitty laugh track. Future, Je- future Jesse, can you edit in some, um, some laughter at Mark and continue? Okay, sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> Also, also, Super Metroid is that's that's one that's on my shame pile. I oh, your Metroid Dread. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I have gotten like Kyron is Samus having a fucking crisis in- right now. <laughs> like Samus, when she finds a wall she can't blow up, I'll get back to it. Okay. <laughs> See, in my case, I've life is a Metroidvania. I oh, I'll God. get back. To I've it. gotten the furthest. In Super Metroid on my Switch with the Nintendo Switch Online service. But prior to that, it was on the Wii Virtual Console. And then I transferred that over to the Wii U, but it reset my progress. And then I got it on the 3DS Virtual Console. And then I I sort of I'd never sunk enough time into that. And then it was only when the Switch one came around, I was like, alright, there's no excuse for me to not just fucking sit down and do it, but I'm. I don't know. I think. I, I think. I think I'm about shaking his head. I think I'm about seventy percent of the way through the game, and I just haven't gotten around to doing that last sort of marathon stretch. So that's on me. <laughs> I fucking love the game, though. It's incredible. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyron. I, I, I have. No I'm sorry, words. buddy. Kyron, when are you going to finish Metro Dread? You famously this never t- finished it. Another time again. Um, <laughs> I probably fuck. I'll do it next week. <laughs> Christ, Simon, you're fucking deep throwing that beer. It was like nothing you left. Like you were drinking hours. that beer like it owes you money. I mean, it does. <laughs> Just like you do. Aww. It's going to take me some time to recover from, from those two revelations. So, uh, yeah. The Metal Gear one, look, it took, it took a lot of bravery on my behalf to actually come out and say that. Made a lot of enemies this show. <laughs> Simon and Kyra was- being dual. <laughs> <laughs> the entire PC gaming community. But you know what? I feel like you're safe from the majority of them. You haven't made me an enemy, but you have broken my heart. I'm going to remedy this, okay? By finishing Metroid Dread. Okay. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. What do you want me to finish? What do you want me to finish first? 
Signals or Metro Dread? Oh, don't make me pick between an indie and a franchise I love more than anything. Because oh. I ha- technically, I kind of should say the indie because, you know, like it's a two-person dev team and they pulled their heart into this game and it's amazing. So that's the correct answer is to, you know, finish Signalis. Speak from but- your heart. Young one. My heart says, fuck any game, it's not a Metroid game, so... Alright, I'll finish off Dread, and I'll delete Signalis and ask for a refund. Done. Okay. <laughs> games at the crime says. Wild. <laughs> you know what I've realised is the only franchise I consistently finish games with? Resident Evil. Mm. Every time a Resident Evil game comes out, less, I'm not including DLCs because Shadow of the Rose, I think it's fine. Um, the whole plain DLC thing is a different conversation for a different day. Every time one of those games comes out, I finish it. Because they don't overstay their welcome. What are they, what, what's the normal Resident Evil game? 15 hours long? Give or take? Um, sort of depends on the one. Like, yeah, the, the more recent ones are probably like 10, 15 hours, but some of the earlier ones are even shorter than that. Um, yeah, then they're not too long. They don't have short. They they don't have like crazy amount of systems to understand. They always remain interesting because they mix it up every, you know, every few their games they can divide it into sections. And each section plays different. And that keeps me always engaged. So like Resident Evil 4, you know, obviously you have your village, then your castle, then your island. Each one of those is broken up into little bits. It means I can do a little bit each night when I play the game. And it just kept me, keeps me motivated. I just, I need more stuff like that. I'm, I feel like the open world bubble is bursting. The open world is everywhere now and not, not for the, the benefit of everyone. Because yeah. There can only be, like, we've only got time for so many open world games as it is, and it suddenly seems like every game is open world. All developers need to get together each year. They need to work out who's making the open world games. Okay, we're going to have five of them. All right, done. No one else make one, but to keep it clear for everyone. That's what that's what the international courts should be talking <laughs> about. Not about Microsoft acquiring who the fuck knows what, okay? Talk about this. You guys focus on these games. You guys focus on these ones. And as consumers, we'll buy them all. Did this answer the question, can you love a game without finishing it? Probably not. But I mean, I gave the definitive answer at the beginning, and the answer is yes. 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 You did yes. break my heart, though, so that's I'm good. sorry. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. Karen you know, I, I will fix a it. podcast host who didn't finish games? It depends on the games. Uh, it just, I can love them less. <laughs> I would. See, wait, are you, are you more angry about the Dread thing or the Metal Gear Solid thing? Dread, dread. <laughs> oh, well, you. I mean, you've known about the dread thing for ages. Metal Gear Solid is finished. That's fine. Dread, dread is a a life a lifeline for Metroid. <laughs> I've wanted like I, I can't remember what it came up. I, I think it was just like a, a time where I sort of burnt out with games a little bit, or maybe maybe I was playing the other. I can't remember. Whatever it was, I stopped playing Dread for a little bit, and it was it's definitely one of those games that you sort of have to memorize the map a little bit. And I know I'm going to open up and have no goddamn clue where I am. And it's going to be very, very frustrating trying to work out again. Because even when I was playing it consistently, and I got really, like, Metroid Dread's the first Metroid game I probably played. And I got very much into it. But I still found that frustrating. Uh, like, even when I, I could remember the map, I couldn't quite remember the map. So, ah, uh, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get over it. I'll play it tonight. I'll send you a photo of me playing it tonight. Okay. This look of disappointment in your I, face. I think, I think, I think the biggest thing is the fact that I never finished I, Super Metroid. That one That's, hurts yeah. a lot. Again, considering I got like 70% fake of the way. Fan. But. Hashtag fake fan. <laughs> fake fan. <laughs> All right, fucking gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like Super Metroid, you know, I never I never judge people too harshly on not playing retro games where I can because- Are you fucking kidding me? The last like 20 minutes you've been judging me. I mean- Dread's not a retro yeah, game. Dread is not retro by any measure. 
Oh, so is it, I said a, I thought you said a Metroid game. No, 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 retro, retro game. Right, like, I'm on, I'm on edge. <laughs> you both like, afraid of me. You've made, you've made a lot of enemies tonight, but no, because like, no, I'm a whole different discussion. But yeah, playing Dread and playing Super Metroid, I think are kind of night and day. Dread is so fucking good to control, yeah. and I will, I'm open to people who are like. Yeah, look, Super Metroid's aged. It's a bit dated. It's still fucking it's, one of the best games that's ever the made. Thing. But I, I totally, that's a, I, I genuinely, genuinely love Super Metroid. I think it is so much fun and such a blast to play. But it's just, there've always been circumstances outside of my control that have kind of blocked me from finishing it off. And then I think the reason I stopped playing Super Metroid on the Switch when I did was because Dread came out. And I was like, let's, yes, let's just fucking yeah. blast through this bad boy. Look, okay. Here's the thing. You can all make it up to me because when Metroid Prime 4 comes out, you will all have to hit credits on that. Oh, yeah. Or um, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I've already, already current. hit credits on Primary Master. So. Good. Good. We hit credit, the current hits us. <laughs> Pretty much. Those are your options. If I have to resort to violence, I hope Nintendo's not still listening to his podcast. No, I think they tuned out the moment right we now? mentioned the multiplayer mod for Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? <whoa. laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, let's wrap it up here. However, before we wrap it up, I want to make uh, I want to tell you guys a, a very very brief little story that I was going to put into our little uh, Discord chat, but I, I didn't. Uh, a good friend of mine, Bryony, um, she met somebody on the weekend, um, a woman named Abigail, and they mentioned podcast. And Abigail asked Bryony, "Do you listen to any podcast?" Bryony said, uh, "The only one I, I kind of listen to a little bit is you know my friend Jesse hosts one called Slow My Podcast." Abigail knew us. Like, she's a listener. Hey. And she's like, I've been listening to them for a while, and I read like this, and I read like that. So, I mean, Abigail, if you're listening, fucking shout out to you. What the fuck? Yeah, champion. <laughs> that's the most baffling thing that's ever happened. I'm like, I, when, when Bryony messaged me, I'm like, you're, you're, you're fucking lying to me. What are you doing? That's amazing. <laughs> Apparently it happened. And cool. So, Abigail, if you're listening, you didn't see it, but I just gave it a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can verify that a thumbs up is being an given. audible oh, thumbs up. Apparently, she said she likes she she said she likes it when we get drunk and go on tangents. I'm sober, <laughs> but I tell you what, this episode had some fucking tangents. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I threatened I a large population. Uh, I didn't threaten them. I angered a large uh, population of you, you threatened them of the world. Don't, don't mind. You you've, you've made enemies. Yeah. You have made enemies today. I, I mean, look, the majority of. PC gamers are too busy sitting in their mum's basement to come after you. So I think you're okay. Oh. <laughs> That's All right. Okay. Come up to Simon as well. That's coming from Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the cool one on the show. <laughs> I mean, I had to do, I did that exactly when Karen was taking a drink. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> PC gamers, nothing personal from me. I have Game Pass on PC. So do I. Eh? But I never fucking use the thing. Yeah, but say, so do I. Like, I'm. I'm Zip recording. It. I do work on a PC. That's like I do sp- spreadsheets and such. So I, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> I get You're it. a PC gamer then. Yeah. yeah. My favorite, my favorite game is Excel. I <laughs> occasionally have Age of Empires open in another window while I do work. Hell yeah, yeah Age of Empires. I do That's management. The There's management of the game. I, I'll consider PC- it a form of training. To be honest, P- PC gaming will have a place in my heart thanks to strategy games. Otherwise, I wouldn't need a PC at all. Only use for them. Only yeah, use strategy for games. Them. Age of Empires, Command and Conquer, you know, all the, good, all the good stuff. PCs are used for three things. Strategy games, porn, fixing my super coach team. Oh, and work, I guess, <laughs> so that's four. 
And it's at the, at the same time. At the same time, baby. Um, but let's wrap, wrap this one up. If you want to listen to an episode where uh, we're probably a little bit less spicy than we were tonight, you can check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Search for Story Mode, uh, the Story Mode podcast. I better say Story Mode, a video game podcast. That was our old name. Um, you can also, while you're there, check out uh, Dialogue Options as well, uh, where you'll hear Kara and Joel and, you know, occasionally myself, occasionally Sam. We, we, we duck in and out talking a bit more in-depth about video games. So subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends, Abigail, that's directly to you, tell <laughs> <Yeah>. your friends, <laughs> tell them to like no, and no pressure, subscribe. Mate, don't okay? worry about it. No pressure. Oh boy. No pressure. Some pressure. Um, if you do want to follow us on various socials, some more than others, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, don't worry about them. Don't follow us there at that point. You can follow us on Twitter, though, at AUS. That is where we occasionally post things. We post posts about new games that are coming out. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, there could be a post about a certain competition for a certain Tears of the Kingdom game that could perhaps be coming out soon. Never heard of competition. So now I have to. Now we have to do it because I've said it. That's it. You've bullied yourself into it. You finished bullying everybody else, and now it's time to bully yourself. (laughs) It's all but time to bully himself. (laughs) At Story Mode AUS, there'll be instructions on how to um, enter, win yourself a copy of what will. Possibly be game of the year. Most likely yeah, be game of the year. Definitely we'll be see. game of the fucking year. Oh, but 16's like in June. It's going to be so. I'm dying. Oh, no, man. I like, I like Dredge a lot. <laughs> I'm sweating about Goaties. I am not ready for it. And if there's the rumors about a new, the new Switch actually happen this year, I end the show, please. Get me out of here. I'm a poor baby. <laughs> you can also follow us individually on Twitter. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX, but hey, I'll come to Blue Sky, Jack, if you'll have me. Do it, Jack. Number one podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and everywhere else <laughs> um, with a number one true crime podcast. <laughs> Simon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sai421, where I am currently having a little bit of a Twitter break to avoid Tears of the Kingdom spoilers. So if I'm Honestly, not as active, that's fine. Just follow the main story mode podcast. One anyway, because that's where I get most of my jokes from. Just say that you're just on a break from Twitter, because that's totally fair. Yeah. yeah. I, it's I, awful over there. Oh, God. I definitely envy people who can do that, but most of my personality is tied to that platform. Where uh, half is, my memes. That's the thing. Yeah, but the memes are getting a little bit more... Um, <clears throat> fascist, yeah. Yeah, Nazi-ish. <laughs> which, hey, Twitter. <laughs> They're too Nazi-ish hey, for my taste. That. Now, if you don't want any sort of fascist or Nazi content, you should follow me. Um, where I'm often dunking on people posting that type of shit. You can follow me at Jesse Spanner. Um, come, just, I don't know, come yell at me. If you're a PC gamer, come threaten me. Just I'll just block you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you, you, you and your probable blue tick. <laughs> nah, you guys are alright. You guys are alright. You guys are alright. You guys are alright. Most of you guys are alright. Don't worry about it. Uh, Fuck, we got to end this before I start getting actual death threats again. Um, <laughs> again. Do you see how many death threats I got for um, teasing um, Andrew Tate? Yeah, oh, I saw oh, I that. Yes, yeah. actually, no, I did. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It took me a second to, re- to process that and I remembered what you meant. I just, yeah, no, I did see I just that. want to remind everyone who's listening, it is always morally correct to dunk on Andrew Tate and dunk on Elon Musk because fuck both of yes. them. The absolute cum stains. Yep. Mm, not sta- come stains aren't stains their memories um <laughs> also if you want to have a laugh look up what andrew tate looks like like this week oh fuck it's funny his hair's thinner than mine 
which is a good effort. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up here. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Abigail, you're a champion. Kyron, Simon, thank you for joining in. Thank you. Go enjoy your games. PC gamers, do better. Finish we'll updating your drivers you first. Bye. Bye. Please. Bye. Please don't hurt me. Uh. The little kiss really seals it. <laughs> <laughs>